Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. So... Major blockbuster in the NBA. James Harden on his way to Brooklyn. And now that this guy's back on East Coast time, I wonder if he's uh, seen Kyrie Irving. Maybe he was in the uh, the Zoom call with Cynthia Nixon. You never know. From SiriusXM NBA Radio, my dude, the great Justin Termini. What's happening, JT? How you doing, brother? No, I, I was not on that Zoom call. I was actually doing my job, which is watching. Oh, what, what a refreshing thought. thought, by the way. JT, I, I, by the way, let's start here. What would your management say? I know what the response would be from my management team. If, I don't know, 10 minutes before the show, you're not there and you're not responsive and you, you know, text a colleague of yours basically saying, hey, you know what? I don't feel like working NBA radio today. I think it's fair to say, JT, it would not go over too well for you. Fair? What? Well, I mean, if there's anybody that can pull it off, it would be me because I'm that's the true. Guy over that there. is true. But Kyrie's not even the number one guy with the Nets, right? He's he's number two. He's and now he's number three. Okay, so now he's he's down the line. Okay, he's a supporting cast player now instead of the lead guy. Kevin Durant's the main guy there. Now you got James Harden. He's number two, and then there's Kyrie Irving, which I love what he's doing. You know, uh, he's well, he wanted to be here, right? So we dealt with these problems in Cleveland. We dealt with them in Boston, but he didn't want to be there. That was always the excuse for Kyrie Irving. Well, now he's where he wants to be. He's with his best friend, and he's not showing up for work for $30 million in the middle of the pandemic. But we're not allowed to question him on it. And, and what, he's do, you know, what he's doing is more important than what everybody else is doing. It's disgusting. It's an absolute disgrace. We've been roasting him for days. Uh, amen to that, JT. And listen, you are well ahead of the Kyrie Irving curl, uh, curve, call, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Because you came on a couple of years ago when he was basically no showing for the Celtics, roasted him. Give you credit for that. Now, oh yeah, because you heard about it. You heard about it in Cleveland, right? And, you know, and people are saying like, "Shame on." Well, and it's always to the next destination. You know, JT, exactly. you said it. It's the next destination's fault. Now I wonder. Well, what's the what? I cannot believe. Although in many ways, I shouldn't say that because you know, I say I can't believe this guy would do this. But if you look at his overall track record as NBA exactly. player, that's exactly who he is, bro. And that's, that's why, exactly who he is. And that's why Sean Marks deserves some blame here as well. It's not all Kyrie Irving. Like, listen, most of it's Kyrie Irving. But it's not like Sean Marks didn't have a track record to know what he was getting into bed with, right? And the same for Danny Ainge. Like, I'll go to an event around the NBA, whether it's the NBA Finals, Vegas Summer League, an All-Star game, and people are like, this guy is off his rocker. Like, I wouldn't touch this guy. And some of the stories that you hear that you wouldn't even mention over the air uh, because, you know, it's hearsay. 
Like, you're going, all right, well, maybe I wouldn't get in bed with this guy. And that's what Danny Ainge did. So Ainge knew what he was doing. Shame on him. And then even more shame on Sean Muggs because he really had a track record because he pulled it off in two places. Now, again, we all understand why he did it. It's because you needed to get him in order to get Kevin Durant. And that's the only reason the Nets signed this guy is because it's the only way they could get Durant. So it's just unfortunate. All right. Now let's get to the big news of the day. What was your initial reaction when you found out this trade was going down number one, JT, and what the Brooklyn Nets gave up in return? Yeah, so initially I didn't know what they gave up. I just saw that Harden's going to Brooklyn. And if it was for Kyrie Irving and maybe some picks, I love it. Because I think that you got to keep the supporting cast there. Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, especially defensively, you're going to need somebody to protect the rim. So I thought, like, hey... Harden's an upgrade over Kyrie, plus he actually shows up for work, might, might show out of, up for work like out of shape and sometimes not put in the effort, but he like loves the sport. He's always at the arena, he's playing in back-to-back games, etc. So I thought if you gave up Kyrie Irving, it's, it's a good deal. And then I start to see some of the details as to what the Nets had to give up, and I don't like it, quite frankly, because it doesn't make you any better defensively. That's where you're already struggling. It doesn't help you rebounding. In fact, it hurts you because you're getting rid of Jared Allen, and it takes away part of your depth. Like I thought they were set up perfectly at the outside of the season, if Kyrie was going to be mentally engaged uh, to win a championship, because I love their depth, then you'll lose Spencer Dinwiddie. I still thought they had enough depth. That's how much I love Joe Harris and, and Jared Allen uh, and Karis LeVert, but now getting rid of to those two guys, I don't like the deal for them. Now. I don't know how you feel. I, I feel the exact same way you do, JT, and the points that you just illustrated is exactly what I said at 7 o'clock, and it's exactly what I said when I came Back on the air after the net Nick game happened. Because to me, listen, the Nets, they're going to score a ton. Durant is back to being Durant. I give him all the credit in the world. He's coming back off the Achilles. He hasn't missed a beat. He's playing unbelievable basketball. And you assume at some point, wackadoo Kyrie Irving is going to show up to work. Those guys are going to score. How does this make them a better team in postseason scenarios when they don't defend, you have no interior presence, How is that helping you exactly, JT, win a championship? I think it makes you a sexier team, sure. You know, you got this big three. You can market it. You can do this. You can do that. As far as winning a championship, I don't think the Nets are closer to a championship by making this trade. I really don't. Yeah, it's a fantasy team. And, you know, even when this lunatic shows up for work, like, is he going to take his place and understand where he is? Like, all right, Kevin Durant, he doesn't have to adjust. Kevin Durant's the best player in the team. He might be the best player in the NBA, even coming off the Achilles. So he doesn't have to adjust. The guys that need to adjust are Harden and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie uh, Harden's been dribbling the ball for 22 seconds during the shot clock and taking step-back threes and doing whatever the heck he wants on defense for eight years now, okay? And nothing's ever his fault. It's Russell Westbrook's fault. It's Chris Paul's fault. It's Dwight Howard's fault. It's the media's fault when he doesn't win an MVP. And now he's got to acquiesce, and he's got to say, all right, I'm number two here. All right, I could see that maybe happening. But is Kyrie Irving really going to go, listen, I was unhappy playing number two to LeBron James, arguably the greatest player of all time, and now I'm going to play number three. Never mind number two. Now I'm going to play number three to James Harden. I'm not sure I see that happening, so I don't see how these guys are going to be able to coexist on the court. Durant will do his job. I'm not so sure that Harden and Kyrie are going to be able to do theirs and fit into their roles. JT, think about it, right? The Nets now are in a position where they don't have first-round picks. They lose a ton of them. They have this pick swap deal that they're going to have to deal with. As far as I'm concerned, if they do not go and win a championship, this trade is a monumental flop. Is that fair to say? 
Yeah, you have two of the greatest players in the history. Of this. You've got Kevin Durant, who's a top 15 to 20 player, probably in the history of the sport, if he retired today. And you got James Harden, Daryl Morey spent the last eight years telling me he's the greatest uh, offensive player in the history of the sport over Michael Jordan. Okay, he's a top 50 player at the very least, even though I'm not crazy about him. Uh, and then you've got Kyrie Irving, who's talented. If he ever puts it together mentally, uh, then he's one of the better point guards in the game. So, yeah. I mean, you, you have to win a championship. And if you don't win a championship, it's a massive failure. And all three of those guys have a ton on the line. Harden's got to basically uh, prove that all the regular season accolades that he's got, which, again, the list is as long as could possibly be, actually means something. Because every time he gets to the postseason, he disappears. Durant needs to prove that he can lead a team to a championship and not rely on, like, Steph Curry and an already built organization. And then Kyrie Irving's got to prove that the last couple of years, uh, you know, aren't are, are, really what he is. People have forgot the role he played next to LeBron James because the last couple of years have been so bad, so they all have a lot on the line. We got our buddy Justin Termini, Sirius XM NBA Radio, breaking down the ins and outs of this James Harden blockbuster to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, JT, I thought going into the year they were the team to beat. I did. I, I was all in on Durant. I thought Irving, at least for a year, would play nice. Uh, the Dinwiddie injury obviously hurts. Now they make this move. Is it okay for me to kind of walk that back? Because, listen, I'm walking it back right now. I think the chemistry issues, I think the defensive issues, I think the interior issues, maybe they can get through this Eastern Conference, but I don't feel as good about Brooklyn now after acquiring James Harden as I did on the eve of the start of the year. I I can't believe I'm saying that. Some are going to be listening to the show saying it's ridiculous. You just got, as you said, you know, a guy who's been an MVP. He's put up all these monster numbers. They're not a better playoff team by making this trade, JT. Yeah, do the pieces fit? They don't necessarily fit. I brought up on the show today when we learned about the news. It's like, okay, 1969, you had Wilt uh, Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, and Jerry West, three of the top 12 players in the history of the sport. They're going up against the 69 Celtics who finished with the fourth seed. Bill Russell's in his final year at the age of 34. Sam Jones is in his final year at the age of 34 or 35. Yeah, they had Havlicek, top 20 player, 25 of all time, but not top 10, 12 like Baylor, West, and, and Wilt. But guess what? They fit better as a team. you got to have the guys that are willing to sacrifice. So that's part of it. Uh, you have to have somebody to play some defense. Uh, now, again, they don't need to be the 85 Bears, but they got to be solid defensively. Or, you know, have some guys that are going to be self-accountable. I'm not sure if you had it. I thought they had it before with guys like Jared Allen, who's willing to sacrifice so much that he's entering a contract year, yet he's not making a stink about coming off the bench behind DeAndre Jordan despite being about 75 times better than him. Uh, you've got Karis LeBert, who's willing to come off the bench despite the fact that he deserves to start probably in 95% of the teams in the league. Uh, and now you're getting guys that I'm not sure are going to be capable of doing that. I'm like you. At the beginning of the year, I didn't pick them to win the championship, but I picked them to get to the NBA Finals and come out of the Eastern Conference. Now I might back off that a little bit. And, you know, Philadelphia's looked good. I think they catch a break and not trading Simmons for them. I don't know why Houston wouldn't want Simmons uh, as, a part, you know, uh, as a part of the package they got today instead of what the Nets gave them. Uh, you know, Indiana looks great. They're starting five now with Levert. Next, T.J. Warren comes back. The Celtics have looked fantastic. So I think it's far from the guarantee with this threesome that they get there. And heck, it might just be a twosome if Kyrie Irving decides to never come back, which I wouldn't put past them. Um, you think they made this trade because of those Kyrie reservations, or was this something they wanted to do all along, you think? 
No, I mean, I think they made this trade because Kevin Durant wanted to make it. Yeah, right? I agree because with that. Durant, yeah, I mean, Durant, you, don't, you don't worry about what Kyrie, maybe you can't even get in touch with Kyrie anymore, but I think this is all about Kevin Durant. And I also think that they probably offered Kyrie first. I think they said, we'll trade, you know, I don't know what Durant's thoughts on that would be, but I think they probably said, we'll give you Kyrie and maybe a couple of picks. Uh, and the other teams involved said, no, we'd prefer uh, Jared Allen and Karis LeVert. You know, JT, I was thinking about the big threes recently. Golden State bringing in Durant. Miami, when they had LeBron, Bosch, Wade, Celtics, KG, Pierce, Allen, all of those examples, sacrifices were made. Major sacrifices were made. I mean, I think about Miami, Chris Bosch in Toronto was scoring 23, 24 points a game. He's not getting those same looks. He's not getting those same touches, but he was instrumental for them. Klay Thompson wasn't getting the same amount of touches, yet he was instrumental for them sacrifice and these guys taking a step back bro i don't see it man i don't and and the thing you the two guys you mentioned sacrifice and i'll add to because we talked about this on the show today chris bosh clay thompson you mentioned those guys and i think steph uh sacrificed a lot even though he was the number two with the ego right because it's like my team i'm welcoming you and i'm allowing you to take the spotlight but your, your point's perfect. Bosch, Clay Thompson, who sacrificed the most in Boston? It was Ray Allen. Who sacrificed the most in Cleveland? It was Kevin Love. Okay, those were the third best players in those situations. The third best player in this situation is Kyrie Irving. Does he seem to be on the same wavelength as guys like Clay Thompson, Kevin Love, Chris Bosch, and Ray Allen, where he's going to sacrifice? I mean, this guy's crazy enough to think that he's better than Kevin Durant, okay? James Harden might have an opportunity to say, like, I think in certain ways I'm better than Kevin Durant. In no, in no box can Kyrie Irving check off saying I'm better than this guy I think Ray Allen understood I'm not Kevin Garnett I think uh, you know Kevin Love understood and Chris Bosh understood I'm not LeBron James Clay Thompson understood I'm not uh you know I'm not Steph Curry and I'm not uh, uh I'm not Kevin Durant I'm not sure that Kyrie Irving understands that JT what's been your overall take watching the Knicks under Tom Thibodeau we know they have no guard play we know they can't shoot the ball They've played hard for this head coach. I'm a believer in this head coach. What has been your initial take maybe a month into this year? Yeah, I mean, they got off to a great start. You knew it wasn't going to last. You know, uh, first of all, Julius Randle, you know, he is one of the young kids. He's just turned 26 years of age. So you can build around him. It doesn't just need to be like Kevin Knox and R.J. Barrett and Mitchell Robinson. And in regards to Thibodeau, I thought they should have made this hire several years ago. And he's playing hard, and that's all you could ask for. And that's what you have to do with the Nets did a couple of years ago, right, is try and develop the young kids, get it to be a culture where guys want to go there. And I think that's what Thibodeau's doing. Unfortunately, he can't get in the arena and watch it because – there have been a couple of games when Austin Rivers, for example, went off for 14 points in the fourth quarter, where I'd like to be sitting at, at MSG since I'm back on the East Coast for the time being. Yeah, you and me both, bro. You and me both. Um, Western Conference, I didn't get your take on this before the start of the year. Uh, Lakers to lose, or do you see a team, Nuggets, Clippers, Mavericks with the way they're playing defense? Who is going to give the Lakers the biggest challenge out West? Nobody should give them, you know, first of all, I think this is the best team LeBron James has ever had. I thought last year's was the worst. And that's saying something, JT, with some of the teams he's played on. That's saying something. Yeah, I don't think he's ever, you know, ever played on like the Showtime Lakers or the 86 Celtics or one of the Golden State teams. Like, I think, you know, he's a historic player that's never played for a historic team. 
Uh, but I do think this is the best team that he's ever played on, just because Anthony Davis is by far and away the second best, uh, is the best player he's ever played with. Well, apologies to Dwayne Wade, but he's much better than Dwayne Wade. And now I actually think that they've added depth this year that they didn't have last year. So I, you know, and I think Frank Vogel's right up there with Eric Spolster. Spolster gets a lot of flowers from the media. I think Spolster's, I, I think Frank Vogel's just as good. Uh, you know, uh, at the beginning of the year, I would have said, uh, I thought that, you know, it was going to be the Clippers in Denver, just like last year, where, uh, Denver gets to the conference finals, but Jamal Murray has not been the same player that he was in the bubble. Uh, the guy that's been the best player, I think, in the NBA so far has been, uh, uh, with apologies to guys, again, like Kevin Durant, who's been fantastic. Uh, I think uh, Jokic has been the best player in the NBA right now, but you just haven't got the help, and maybe the loss of Jeremy Grant was a little bit too much. Uh, but I think the Lakers win again, uh, both, both the Western Conference and the title. JT, final one. As a guy who does this five days a week, you watch an NBA basketball left and right. Take your rooting interest out of it for a second. Who is your favorite player right now with League Pass to sit down and watch for two and a half, three hours at a time? Well, I go to the guys that, you know, I like when I sit down and I turn. Plus, these guys are exciting. So I'll, I'll go with two. And I also think they're the best leaders in the sport uh, because, for example, like Steph Curry, what he did with Kevin Durant, where he said, hey, you come on in, I'll take a back seat and I'll sacrifice the numbers. Even though I could probably put up James Harden type of numbers, I'm going to sacrifice that. And uh, he did that for a couple of years. I wish we had Splash Brothers right now, but it's nice to have him back doing what he did against the Blazers the other day uh, and going off uh, and, you know, give it a 62 points when he couldn't do that with Kevin Durant uh, because he was sacrificing shots. And then the other guy is Damian Lillard. Uh, I mean, that guy, you know, is a level or two maybe below Steph. Uh, but I think it's just in a day and age, it's so refreshing. A day and age when everybody's asking out and they're, uh, you know, they're throwing fits and uh, I don't want to be here. I need help. Uh, this guy just never does it out in Portland. So I love watching the grind with him of somebody that's trying to build something instead of somebody that's trying to run away from something. So I'll say Steph Curry and Damian Lillard are my two guys to watch right now. Well, how about you? When you're when you're flipping around the league pass, who's who's JJ watching? I'm with you on Willard. Luke is my guy though. I mean, Luke is so much fun to watch. You JT. can't go wrong. You can't go wrong with Luke. You can't go wrong with Donchi, uh with uh, uh, Jokic, who I just mentioned. He's I mean, another I, stud. You know what? And he really showed me some chutzpah in the playoffs with the way he played that yeah. Denver comeback. I now I had some money on the Clippers to win the title, so I was a little ticked off when it happened. Full disclosure, JT. Yeah. I still, for the life of me, can't figure out how the L.A. Clippers collapsed and lost those three games. I mean, I, I'm still flabbergasted thinking about it to this day. Well, it's the same thing the Nets have to worry about right now is because nobody on the team likes each other and nobody wanted to sacrifice, okay? So that's the same thing Brooklyn's got to deal with. It's not just about talent. Uh, and then with Jokic... Yeah, uh, I might even change my vote to Jokic, the guy I like enjoy, enjoy watching the most, because I have always been on that Bill Walton hill, as he is the best passer I've ever seen at the center position. I don't even think it's close. I mean, to me, Jokic now is the greatest passing center in the history of the sport, and I think he's the best passer regardless of position right now in the NBA. That includes any point guard. It includes LeBron James. I love watching Jokic pass. Guys, always telling it like it is. Always bringing the heat. My dude, Justin Termini. Monday to Friday, Sirius XM NBA Radio, man of many talents. JT, always a pleasure. How long is the stay here on the East Coast? Do we know yet? Well, I, I, I do have to say, JJ, that I'm not a complete straight shooter because if I was, when you asked me to come on the show today, I would have said, hey, oh, no, you might have said, no, no, no thanks. No thanks. Chance. And I thought we were pals. I lied a little bit there, yeah. <laughs> and I thought we were pals. Yeah, know? well, yeah, what are you going to do? Hey, you got to throw me under the bus. Love you, bro. We'll talk soon, all right? All right, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you have it. That's a great Justin Termini. Always. Bringing the heat. Good dry sense of humor, too, while we're at it. 
11.44 here on this Wednesday evening, and JT can add him to the choir. He doesn't like the James Harden trade for the Brooklyn Nets, and you know what? I'm right there with him. 877-337-6666. We'll get to the Jet head coaching search. Doesn't look like Robert Sala is a one-man band. He's got competition. So much for getting that deal done. Back with more of your calls right after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.